Live from OTB Studios, welcome to the Morning Round. Hey there, disc golf aficionados. This is Greggy Biscuits. You are tuned into Hey, It's a Disc Golf News Podcast here on the OTB Podcast Network. It is time for another Morning Round session with Greggy Biscuits. That's me. On the other end, we've got Connor O'Reilly, the one I call the natural. Connor, how are you doing this morning? What's going on, Greg? It's an honor to be called a natural. You know, anytime you can look natural at something, you know, it always takes a lot of hard work behind the scenes. Uh, I know you're duck on water, as they call it. You're, you've been putting the work in a lot of disc golf rounds, over 1,500 last year. Uh, yeah, you make it look easy, but I know you've been putting the work in and, you know, not really around for that long. Just took to it like a like a duck to water i guess coming from the, yeah uh, i mean definitely definitely still pretty fresh in the game but i mean happy to be here with you guys i've got tons of great support around me including you guys there at otb doing good work all the time so makes yeah. it easy just to focus on the playing part of it and let everything else fall into place we're we're pumped to support good people who happen to be uh good disc golfers so it's just something we are trying to do uh so yeah Pro in 2019, cashed in 2020, is that right? Or 18, 19, and then the big year last year. Um, yeah, I think I think 18, I played like two, maybe two events at mm -hmm. the end of the year and open, and both of them, I was bottom of the barrel, like way, way bottom of the leaderboard. Like the only guys who I beat were the guys who didn't show up the final day. And then mm -hmm. I kind of had like a, a low point on the course where I just like thought about throwing, throwing a round away, and that kind of, that moment kind of sparked like, the true like hard work and passion i feel like where i told like i started like taking ownership and like mm -hmm. the everyday the everyday trying to chip away at the at the grind so you had um, a off season and then you came back and cashed the next year right yeah then i came back it was like a month it was like a month long grind where i really like before that you know i was talking about it i was i was working hard like probably working harder than a lot of the people in austin but I was aspiring to be like one of the best disc golfers ever or in the world and like mm -hmm. just working harder than the people in Austin wasn't going to cut it at that point. So mm -hmm. I had to like really kind of reassess that and start like trying to be one of the harder workers in the world. And uh, yeah, throughout, throughout that month, I kind of just started building some, some confidence and ended up winning a B tier as my first ever cash early in 2019. And after that, that kind of helped really like help me see a glimpse of like what I can do. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then, throughout that process just been kind of adding little notches to the list of like big big local wins and just kind of mm -hmm. proving to myself that i think i can compete with anybody and obviously this year was able to go out there my first year on tour and didn't have a great year but i pulled off an elite series win the first one for team trilogy since ricky wysaki was with the team yep. um so that was definitely a, a big thing for me delaware disc golf challenge took it down very yeah. very difficult track uh technical and you know one of the harder one of the harder courses you play all year, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah, definitely. In terms of accuracy I mean, and precision, very specific and like, yeah, you definitely got to. It's definitely a demanding course, for sure. And then you know, fighting off the best in the world, like you're talking about the people that you want to yeah. be associated with. So, uh, did sure. your how, well, tell me about your mindset from that cash in what 2019 to winning in Delaware? Just you know, probably consistency, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've always just kind of like given myself a chance mentally i feel like a lot of people the way they talk about themselves or the way they approach situations they already limit uh like their outcomes by limiting their way they think of themselves mm -hmm. and so i think like some later in life that i realized that really has helped me is that like 
if you go into a situation like full well knowing that you're maybe being overconfident or like overshooting what you should like you still will probably give yourself more of a chance and allow yourself to to mm -hmm. find more of your potential than if you come into a situation like oh this is a circle three putt like i have a three percent chance of making it like mm -hmm. okay and now you're three percent just got chopped in half and like it already wasn't a very high percentage anyway so right i think always just trying to have that self-belief as well as just like for me putting in actually putting in like a physical a physical like substantial bit of work each day helped me to just like mentally quiet like quiet my doubts of mm -hmm. myself because everyone has those self-doubts creep up all the time like even the best athletes in the world have that self-doubt but the way you kind of bury that stuff is just by putting in those layers of hard work yeah positivity and then feeding off of that uh that little bit of anxiety of like oh am i doing yeah. enough you know what is everybody else doing like how can i push myself more um so again we're coming out of the off season i know you were busy there vlogging and and throwing all yeah. december uh tell me a little bit about your what you learned last year on the road about like routine and then how that affected your off season prep um i mean the the first year on the road is definitely really fast paced just learning all the different cities and learning all the different courses i mean every single course on the pro tour i step up to last year other than waco i believe i i hadn't actually played there yet so i needed to really like i mean you, and there's there's one thing to be said for watching a a course on camera you can do a pretty good job and probably game plan for about 50 60 70 percent of it but there's just really a lot of it that doesn't quite show up and until you step up to a tee you don't exactly know what you're going to throw so i think last year was all about just like playing a ton of rounds playing a ton of tournaments like always wanting to like put myself in the spotlight knowing that i had the skills to put me in the spotlight trying to build my fan base feeling like i couldn't turn down like a weekend of competing mm -hmm. because i knew that like i was like able to win any tournament i signed up at and like mm -hmm. one of these weekends i would finally pop and like all those all those moments are huge for like a budding disc golfer's career especially in a, in a sport that's growing so fast we have so many good players above a thousand rated now or mm -hmm. now like if you're a thousand rated that's not really no like uh, on the tour level like for that 10 20 level separating right 10 40 yeah yeah for sure but so i think last year was real fast paced just going hard pushing my body to the max like i was rarely fresh starting off a tournament my body was always kind of lingering or laboring on mm -hmm. something just because like playing i think i played like 31 events in the 36 weekend stretch on the road mm -hmm. so it was just it was a lot on the body um well, i can remember over otbo weekend or that right after that week you wouldn't played in lodi right you played one of the weeklies yeah i did yeah i went and played a weekly yeah yeah just, this guy can't, can't get enough he's just no yeah i just gotta you know gotta try to get out there build the fans and make a couple bucks for gas for the next event so Especially, how yeah, I mean, a lot of the year I was scrapping, scrapping for gas money and uh, that mm -hmm. wind definitely, definitely helped with that. And then coming back with Latitude. So they'll obviously be supporting you again in 2022. We saw that announcement. Yep. And still feeling good about that relationship. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, I feel like it's a growing, a growing company who has a really good, they have a really good manufacturing process down. I feel like, and there, there's a good clean business and uh, I feel like there's just a lot of room for opportunity for growth for both of us together so I, uh, yeah the I new like plastic has been coming in and feels really good yeah. yeah everything i've gotten the last like two or three batches like straight over from them it's just been it's been really good it seems like they're starting to run a lot of their even their stock molds on those new machines that they were doing the royal stuff on mm -hmm. so shh, 
I think it's uh, all turning out to be a lot, just like cleaner edges and sure. less flashing, all that good stuff. Very consistent, consistent weight, just feels yeah. good in the hands. And then, yeah, that royal plastic, uh, something going on with that. For sure. Um, so, yeah, we don't want to spoil things too much. I got a couple uh, of tough questions for you. When's the last time you dunked, Connor? <laughs> uh, actually, this offseason, I played basketball two times. For the first, like the first time I did, it was the first time I had probably played in maybe like over two years. So mm -hmm. I was, my body felt like I got hit by a truck for the next like two or three days. So but we're like, talking real basketball up yeah, in full I, court. I, I, yeah. yeah, it was, it was up and down runs. Like I tried, I tried to avoid it for the most part for now. Like I love competing and I love mm -hmm. getting down there and playing basketball, but it's just when you use your body as your, as your profession, it's just a little irresponsible to do that. And I just, I think about like how upset I would be with myself if I wasn't able to play for, for a couple sure. For a month or whatever it would be if i turned an ankle or something i've got kind of a history of ankle ankles in basketball but i did mm -hmm. go out and play twice i tried to keep my competitive spirits down a little bit but of we can course, we can edit this out of the out of the <laughs> podcast if latitude's going to come after you it's but okay I, I don't think we're it's okay like right that. now i don't think it's there's like not, that. nothing in that contract yet but we're getting there there you go i, I think within three years i don't know if there's a, a disc golfer on the pro tour with the contract that doesn't have some kind of mm -hmm. uh clause to not do anything no skydiving yeah. yeah um but yeah, no, so I I did I have dunked a couple times this off season. I can I can still scrape it in there. My my lungs go quick, so I I need like a a solid like three three weeks to a month of lung training and like mm -hmm. getting my getting my jumping muscles back, and then I could be be cramming it again. Okay. But you were you were focused on on disc golf. How many hours a day were you exactly. like? Did you regiment it out like that? Like was okay eight hours a day or ten hours a day or you kind of just had no. your schedule set up? Yeah, this this off season. I definitely gave myself some more time for rest than I have in the past. We, mm -hmm. we really, we grinded hard on the vlogmas. So that was kind of like that first 40 days or so of mm -hmm. like after December or like really we started at just before December. And then, so yeah, that, that during that time I was still playing like almost like I was in season, like around every day or two. Um, and then really this off season, I've just been trying to give myself a little more time, a little more time to rest. My brother, mm -hmm. he just got a new house. So his backyard, the grass is like still not fully set. Well, so I'm trying not to tear up his backyard back there putting. He's so he sending you to the park. Yeah. I'm trying to keep the putting to the park and a little at a minimum, but I'm ready to hit the, we're going to hit the road later this week. And mm -hmm. I'm ready to jump right back into that full on, full on practice grind of the, of the season. But yeah, I did a better job giving myself a little bit of rest this off season. I feel like I finally kind of, have earned it and my body went through a lot last last season so just trying to understand that like i've put in a lot of work and like mm -hmm. it's not time to rest on my laurels but rest here and there you can, let, you can let your body take a little bit of break from the from the from the consistent reps of throwing and mm -hmm. after a week or two of putting every day i'm sure i'm gonna feel right back where i want to be rest is certainly an important part of any good training regime health regime yeah. gotta get a little recharge time in right yeah, and and there's been a lot of a lot of like contractual stuff and trying to get all the runs of discs together and all that stuff. Just trying to mm -hmm. or, or made a lot of changes to the van, so just you know all the life stuff. So what are the big ch updates to the van? So you had a year on the road. I'm getting ready to go out on the road myself, yeah. and we'll be out there with you guys. So that'll okay. be exciting. But I need some tips. I mean, give me some some For van sure. life rookie rookie season tips. I mean, do we want to take a look at the new? No, we can. Right. Let's go. Let's go out to the end, at the end. We'll uh, okay, we'll have yeah. a little change of venue. So teaser alert: stay tuned till the end. We're gonna walk out <laughs> to the garage or the the work area, the, the <laughs> pavement, and check out the van. Um, I feel like some of the tips. I mean, 
Like, so what improvements are you making? So what didn't you like well, about the van last year that you're going to yeah. change? Well, the first, the first iteration of the van was just like me and Nate Perkins and my brother, we had like three weeks before I hit the road. So we were just like, we didn't necessarily have a plan and like, mm-hmm. we kind of just were like pounding it out. Like we knew the materials we wanted and we kind of just made it happen as we went. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some like cheap, cheapo little Home Depot, uh, I don't know. I always say cheapo Home Depot. It just, it just works. It rhymes so too easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had the little, the cabinets, the Home Depot stuff. So I got a professional, a local guy, Mike Stinson, who's out of Austin. He, uh, he does carpentry and he helped. Mm-hmm. We added like four inches to our over the, over the bed cabinets and extended, uh, the one over the kitchen. And I had a sink last year, mm-hmm. except for like, I never actually installed the, plumbing the pump to it or anything and like it just kind of became like a storage hole (laughs) right which like wasn't the worst but also not the best use of space so got rid of the sink and made that into like a closet underneath so now i'm gonna be able to hang all my gear because last year something that kind of bugged me was like i hated showing up to the course with like having like a polo folded up and having some wrinkles in it and stuff it just Mm -hmm. like didn't feel right like i i want to like it's not all about how you look on the course but like when you want you want to feel good yeah when, yeah, you want to feel like proud about how you're presenting yourself. And also like for me, like, I feel like I'm on the new wave of the game where like, I want to, I want to push the game to like what it hasn't been. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you might say like, yeah, well, why do we need to dress like golf and do all that stuff? And it's just like, it's not necessarily like for you. It's for like the outside eyes, the people who don't know the game, the people mm-hmm. who are looking in and saying like, oh, like look at these guys. Like that's, that's pretty, pretty serious looking like, I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's not necessarily for me or for, like i mean i mean it is partially for me but like it's also just to try to like kind of get that like our good friend john out here says look good play good yeah yeah he might be worried about the looking good more than the playing good (laughs) uh that's that's awesome so okay i got a couple other oh wait sorry i i I really i just remember i just went back i remember what we were talking about but yeah now i got rid of the sink for a closet but we use like a spray bottle for cleaning dishes a lot of times and that's super easy because you can Mm-hmm. save a lot of water and just kind of spray it down get a little a little basin maybe a little basin action just outside yeah. of the van yeah definitely yeah that could be okay that's a good thought because i definitely don't have a sink installed for this uh current phase one yeah no you don't van. i don't think yeah. you need a sink honestly we'll it's spray bottle cabinets and shelves and little yeah because you're gonna like be doing a lot of a lot of vending and stuff like that huh yeah so that's the idea we're gonna have the road show and be selling yeah it. and then i had to since we got the dog i, I cut out like a little hole up under the bed so he's got his own little bed up under our bed so mm-hmm. he's got like a little cave down there so all right i guess this you know there's a dog coming along any other guests in the van this year? <laughs> yeah it'll, so it'll be uh me and my girlfriend's dog and my girlfriend as well so it'll, it'll won't be just just me on the road this year i'll be adding a shout out megan right and another dog. yeah my girlfriend megan yeah it's been it's been really nice having her with me helping edit the videos on youtube and just be like a creative just mm-hmm. a creative idea maker for me and just helping me like vet all my stuff you know mm-hmm. that's very important you got to have an ally as well as just someone just to enjoy those those off times you know like we go to so many beautiful places on the tour and this year i'm going to play a couple less events probably just to focus on all the disc golf pro tour affiliated stuff so that should leave me i don't know a handful of so weekends to go spend a couple days at a national park or right. do something like that and it'll be nice to have some company for that get your nature time in yeah. Um, so that, that begs the question, have you added a hang bar to the van? Not yet. It's been something that my girlfriend really has wanted. We've, we've actually, we started climbing a little bit, mm-hmm. we climbed a couple of times recently and like, it's so much fun and really addicting that I love challenging my, 
my body and my mind. So finding new that's things a, that I'm not that that's good a real at. Workout. That, yeah. No, it's a like plus for disc golf, like strong hands. I mean, it, as long as you don't overdo it, obviously and injure mm-hmm. yourself, like it gets your hand strength and your, and your, uh, forearm strength up really fast. Cause like I definitely, I was definitely starting to get fatigue, mm. uh, in my grip and stuff towards the end of the year last year. Just like when you grip on some, as much as we do playing disc golf every day, like it's definitely takes a toll on your, when you think about the throw, like the disc is ripping out of your fingers and they're just like, they're, they're holding shut the whole time. So like when you look at that on a micro scale, they're getting yanked around. And sure. Gotta have those calluses, of, right? All kind of violence. Yeah. For sure, but no, no hang bar yet. Hope maybe some point in the future. Yeah, we're watching. I think the, it, so I I think the free. You yeah, we're watching the free solo movie here because we've been watching some uh, climbing climbing docs to pass the time. That, and that you know, great. when he's done climbing, of course, he goes and like does the hang bar. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, some yeah. people. You know, the, the drive is the drive is what we like no. though, and that's what that's I'm what pretty you, good. Like I'm I'm long, so I can use my length and like. I'm pretty good when I can get my full hand on some, but I, I don't have the fingers. I can't mm-hmm. do any of the finger stuff. That's not, I used not to, I used to have strong hands, but now I just, I'm very gentle yeah. with Frisbees. So I feel like <laughs> that's more important. Um, let's talk a little bit about the morning grub. So like, what are you, what grub? Do, yeah. Like, so you're on the road. Yeah. Is it, what do you, what do you, are you brewing anything? What do you, what are you starting your day um, with? I don't know. I'm, I haven't, I haven't been huge on coffee in my life, but mm-hmm. ever since I met Megan, uh, I kind of started dabbling more just because she likes it. I've always loved the taste and like kind of mm-hmm. considered it as more of a treat for myself. So I really love the taste and like like going again, like a like a latte with her. There's this place in Austin we've been going to called Plaza Colombiana. They've got this like Colombian mm-hmm. uh, caramel sauce they put on this one drink and they have Trouble. the way they make their whipped cream. It's just like, it's like an eggy white. I don't know how to explain oh, it, but it's like yeah, delicious. It's like so good. So yeah, I do. I do love some coffee here and there, but. I'm also, I'm like a really high strung person naturally. So it makes mm-hmm. me get anxiety really fast if mm-hmm. I like, have coffee and I'm, I'm not like running around doing stuff. So right. I definitely have to be careful with like when I drink it, but I definitely love me some coffee. Um, I got, I got real, real, uh, your sandwich. I man. Nar- yeah. I kind of narrowed it down to like a couple of <laughs> things I like on the road. I definitely love making sandwiches. I really like making breakfast sandwiches with a, just like a bagel egg. Add, I, I usually will do like, poblanos and some other peppers in the pan and mm-hmm. cook the eggs on that and are you selling yeah, o'reilly's famous guacamole on the road this year or oh yeah no we'll definitely be yeah you're gonna have to t- you're gonna get some uh i don't know you haven't tasted the guac yet, no no again i was just like you know kind of making sure i wasn't going to ask you all the same questions that they already had <laughs> which they, they they asked you about 900 very technical disc <laughs> yeah. golf questions so luckily we won't get into that too much no that's awesome I, yeah and no, i'm glad he brought yeah, the, the guacamole guac, right i gotta say i'm home. honored to say that i had at least like two handfuls of people last year on tour tell me it was the best walk they've ever tasted. So what's your, what's, what's, more do you that. want to give any of the secrets away or, you know, um, is it pretty straight up? Just like you keep the, it's keep pretty it straight up. I mean, I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll tell people I, the ratio I got a couple, like, I got a couple like, mods to my guac. The ratios but, I kind of just eyeball, but yeah, I mean, just the, obviously good avocados are, yep. are the number one, most important part. Yep. Um, I like to go cherry tomatoes cause okay. I think they don't like water it down as much and they offer like a little bit of a, a bite to like a little bit of textural difference with their skin. Love a cherry. So I think cherry tomatoes is a good addition. Spice wise, I usually keep it pretty simple. It's just like garlic powder, salt, pepper. Those are kind of like all you really need mm-hmm. to, to me for a good guac. And then I like a little bit of citrus enough to like taste it, but I don't, to me, like a citrus heavy guac just kind of turns me off. I don't really a too runny. love the citrus heavy guac. It's just like takes over the flavor of everything. And mm-hmm. like the other day we went to this restaurant 
here in Austin. It was like, it was really good, but their guac was just like, it, we, we opened it up in the fridge like four days later. It was still the same exact color that like when we got it, it was just like, what the heck? Like, all right, we're going to get the Garrett, we're going to get the Garrett girthy jerky people on the phone and we're going to, we're going to get this figured out, but we'll have to, oh. I'll have to do a taste test in Las Vegas first. <laughs> uh, I like it. Honestly, if we could, if we could get a, a, a guac in stores at some well, point in the next year or two, I think that wouldn't be a bad. Well, hopefully bad Danny, point. hopefully Danny listens to the podcast and he hears about this. Um, <laughs> so you're leaving later this week. Uh, Vegas isn't for a couple more weeks. What's the schedule here in the interim? Yeah, just going to head out to Vegas and probably get there. I don't know. It looks like Thursday we have snow coming. So hopefully the snow is kind of gone pretty quick. And I think th Friday we'll try to head out and we should be out there by Sunday, maybe Monday at the latest. Not not, not head too fast out there. Just take it easy with all the ice and stuff that's going to be in the in the region. And mm -hmm. then, uh, yeah, just try to get there and acclimate acclimate my hands early to the weather. The, the main thing because dryness it's so dry out there just trying to like get my hands moisturized and get them used to what i'm going to need whether like i mean sometimes you need a different powder sometimes you need whatever it may be just to have that that ideal grip out there and mm -hmm. also just to i really just want to be out there so i can just because back here back here at home i've got the van to work on mm -hmm. i've got the girlfriend i've got the family all this like all the all the friends from austin so like sure. there's just a lot of distractions pulling on you versus when i get back out there and on the road i can just get back into the grind of wake up eat some food go mm -hmm. to the course practice recover with my body get some putts up and just kind of get back on that flow and and your brother going to go with you for that part or just solo mission for that brother no uh yeah no i think some of my family might come might come over to uh to go to vegas for the first tournament because it's actually my mom's birthday that weekend but nice. yeah just me and me and the girl and the dog and there you go yeah so you start to get that routine dialed in you start to learn yeah. the courses uh yeah. you're born in austin <coughs> yeah born and raised in austin so okay, all right which hospital oh god what hospital am i <laughs> oh no you're supposed to know this one i know it's okay it's gonna bother you all day i don't know i could ask my mom i'll have to ask my mom <laughs> all right that was i want to say dell just because that's all right, I, got a, I got a softball after that favorite gas station i want to say dell but people are gonna come at me so i don't know what that <laughs> yeah the hospital austin uh <laughs> hospital experts are really going to grill you for this one <laughs> we know they're out there check out the comments uh all right favorite gas station favorite gas station i mean being here in texas it's hard not to say bucky's because they mm -hmm. have so many they have so many options and it's like, very impressive i almost open. i almost put it in a different category because it's yeah more of like it, a super it is kind of that like super class like you can go fill up your whole armada of ships there but yeah favorite gas station Man, whichever one's got the little Mexican popsicles with the coconut, the mm. coconut water. I don't know. Those ones are always good, that's, but that's yeah, I don't know. The gas stations, I feel like here and there, they, all the chain ones, you never know, like depending on the size of the city you're in, like they kind of fluctuate here and there. You're not beholden to a, a sheets or a wall. I'm really? I'm a big, I'm a big grocery, grocery store guy. Like, yeah. You're you know, way too, like, you're way too efficient. Max. You're not a gross yeah, person no. like me who just lives at a <laughs> yeah. gas station. No. Yeah. But grocery store wise, I mean, if a regional here in HEB is like hard to be HEB is a top notch grocery store. They have so many good like stock and health options and they have like a lot of their, they have their own little like local branding and they always let, let you know when stuff's local. So it's nice to have those kind of tags up on the wall so you can try to support 
local impossible when i'm on the road though uh i mean if i can find the whole foods it's always good sometimes their selection isn't as good as others but for the most part you can find some good some good fresh ingredients there and then i really been starting to like like sprouts and uh dabbling in some of the natural grocers because i see enough of the other disc golfers talking about it i'm like oh you know i might as well go try and some of them they definitely have some good some good produce and stuff mm -hmm. here and there so and then the advantage of van life is you can store that stuff and take care yeah. of it the right way to you know exactly. get the most for your money for sure um uh jer in stockton was wondering you played the 1500 15 12 1512 holes last mm -hmm. year uh, how many holes this year not that many holes probably um yeah i guess that's kind of it's kind of an honor and pretty cool to be the I'm gonna scratch up. my next question was could you play fifteen thousand holes that was my <laughs> next question sorry. uh but yeah. sorry, i cut you off I think with, with latitude urging me to play a few less events as well as just me kind of wanting to play a little less events. Like I, I don't think I'm going to hit that mark, but at the same time, I think all the events that I played that were on U disc were pro tour affiliated. So I think I'm, and I'm still planning on playing all the silver series and elite series. So I still might honestly be in the running for, for that again. Cause I think, I guess I just, I just recently got the honor of being the highest finisher, uh, on the silver series out of all the players that finished like every or played all the silver series which turns okay. out it was just me and luke sampson so shout out to luke sampson nice he's a another grinder he's yeah he's definitely one of those guys who who works as hard or harder than anybody you've ever seen on the tour and mm -hmm. uh, i really i really like luke and he's a guy that some people mix us up here and there because we're both out on the tall, course. athletic white yeah. guys and we're always on the course a lot like he's one of those guys where anytime i was out there getting in some extracurricular stuff like he was he was always out there i feel like so that's what you need right that that kind of mirror to push you even more right and you know i'm sure yeah, he gets I guess, kind of a similar motivation from you probably no for sure yeah no yeah we definitely all feed off feed off each other and stuff and when when you're one of those people who pride yourself on your work ethic and you see someone out there like feel like you're working harder than you you're like okay like, i gotta do something Nice. But at the same time, you got to remind yourself like it's about working smart and not always hard. And so you got to right. be concise and have a purpose when you're out there practicing, not just kind of being out there throwing. Right. Get to that comfort level. Don't not overdoing it. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And so we're coming into this year. Are we we're about to walk out to the van? I think we're mm -hmm. I think we're getting to that time. Um, tell me about you, the first round you played was with your bro. I think the first time you saw that the disc in flight was the DX shark. Do you remember the very first Frisbee you threw? The DX shark was actually, that was the first disc I ever threw like a yeah, the Heiser flip, stand right? up to flip right like that. Yeah. That yeah. was the first. Ever. Well, so what was the oh, first oh. disc in the first, first round you can't, going all the way back? I know how do the discs that we had in the first stuff, the DX shark was in there, but I, remember, I think I was like putting with it the first round I played with it just cause like we only had like two or three putters and mm -hmm. we had like an Omega super soft that one of my brothers had claimed already. So mm -hmm. I couldn't use that. So I think I was pretty sure I was putting with that shark at first. Now this is and not then, the basketball playing brother. This is your older brother took you out. This is, this is, yeah, he's Callan. Maybe they Callan. all play basketball, but you have a brother who yeah. plays like pro basketball, yeah. right? He's not the one who plays overseas. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so he, I think, I believe there's a champion boss in there that I was throwing a lot of the first, like I had no, no business throwing the champion boss, but sure. there was definitely one of those and there was definitely a leopard and that was kind of like, there was this like echo star leopard or something that was, that was kind of the one I could get a little more stretch out of and mm -hmm. try to try to kind of get it to work to the right. Once I started getting a little more hang of it. 
but that's but yeah, those were kind of some of the early ones I remember. There was some other stuff. I think there was like a and was that at Triple C? Yeah, at Circle C. Circle yeah. C. Okay. Yeah, Circle C. Yeah. Um, my first probably twenty to thirty rounds or more were out there. I didn't really play anywhere else. I kind of just like it was close to home, and mm-hmm. it was still a hobby at that point. I wasn't really that serious about it, and mm-hmm. a lot of times we wouldn't even finish the full round. But definitely quickly, there's there's a point pretty quickly after starting where like. Like if my if my brother and friend didn't want to finish the round, I'd be like, all right, well, like let's start taking two cards because I want to I want to play all eighteen or whatever. So right, yeah, you had it. You were you were hooked. Yeah. So what's your go to if you're going to play one course in Austin, and then we'll go out to the van? What's the one course? Man, it's it's hard for me. I've got to say Roy G just because like, I mean, it's to me it's a pro tour ready like right now. I I really I hope we can get Roy G Guerrero on the disc mm-hmm. golf pro tour at some point. In the near future, before too many trees and stuff go down, you know, of course, it's changed over time. But uh-huh. uh, Roy, just it's true, like modern power wood shots. Like uh-huh. you have to shape the disc and land it flat, but still have like 500 feet of power to score on a lot of the holes. Um, there's no gimme birdies out there. The shortest hole, even from the short boxes, is going to probably play like upper upper 200, maybe 300 or, uh-huh. or so. And you're going to have to probably work it around the corner pretty far too mm-hmm. at that. The one that starts so, in the but, open field is Zilker. Uh, or is that Roy? Roy's like whole one's a little more open than kind of Ben's left. Zilker's pretty, Zilker's like pretty wide open yeah, in general. Yeah, I but played Zilker. Sure. Yeah. But looking um, forward to hitting all those, those courses down there and in, in, on the yeah. Texas swing. It's going to be fun. I do. Have, I have to get a shot to, to Met Center too, because that one's just down the road from Roy and, design wise um it's a really good like championship level course it just it's in like an industrial park so it's kind of like here and there it's easy to kind of get lost like with it's not like it doesn't feel as beautiful as roy g so i think that's kind of where like the disconnect can can be a little bit but Mm -hmm. if it had like the ambiance of roy g it'd be a really hard decision for me between those two Mm -hmm. so i think i have to go roy g just for the 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 slight beauty knock or the beauty bump so 2022 any big things you want to announce um, I do know that pretty soon here, hopefully, hopefully within a month, I would, I would guess that's a pretty accurate, hopefully sooner though, mm-hmm. we should have a run of like 1500 compasses through OTB. It's going to be in the opto chameleon plastic. I've heard of them. So yeah, not the, <laughs> not the X plastic, but it's going to be the opto chameleon. So it's going to oh, be a little shimmery, that gorgeous kind of like shimmery plastic and if you haven't thrown the compass yet, it's an amazing mid-range, just really straight, but can also handle some power. Straight, and, uh, straighter than the Claymore, right? Yeah, Claymore definitely has some more turn to the right uh, on a right-hand backhand versus the compass will just really hold that line and have a little bit of finish back left. So yeah, the compass has been really my my go-to mid-range with, with Latitude, so I'm excited to, to bring that in a special blend of plastic that only you guys are going to have, and hopefully we can sell those out i think i have like a five stack of them coming to me friday so i'm excited to see how those turned out and okay start throwing them. we'll have to check out the socials and, and you have to you have to give yeah. us a little sneak preview there for sure and we're, and we're doing a uh the stamp artwork was done by manny trujillo as a lot of y'all probably know he's done a lot of disc mania stuff and cool it's a cool like hawk holding the holding the uh snake and stuff and it's it's a texas it's be a texas patch. inspired right yeah a little, little texas inspired and it's gonna it's gonna be a a commemorative for the the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge win, even though 
a little a little late on that but you know it's ne never too late to to pop back and remember something well people can can pair it with their faith right that was the, little, the other commemorative disc yeah yeah exactly nice uh connor great talking to you man you too man i really appreciate you having me on hey it's uh it's our pleasure you can you're you're welcome anytime we'll look forward to seeing you uh here in stockton in may for otb open i hear there's a lot of, it's going to be a totally different course man they're, yeah, they're switching it up only four holes have survived that's what i heard that's awesome yeah a lot, so. of, a lot of potential on that property i think just uh got to make the players think a little more and stress a little more on the course players are getting too good nowadays we're so. making golf harder let's go <laughs> all right connor it's, hard, wait, it's no. hard enough for me as it is but you know it's not about me <laughs> uh cool dude well have a great rest of your day have a great week safe travels if you do hit the road and uh we'll see you in vegas all right you have a good day too greg thanks again Thanks, Connor. See y'all. All right. And that's it. Signing off for the OTB Podcast Network. I'm Greggy Biscuits. This has been Morning Round. Have a nice day.